Unless otherwise indicated, all the names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents in these stories and audio narrations are either the product of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. The stories and audio narrations are not intended as a substitute for the medical advice of physicians. The reader and/or listener should consult a physician in matters related. To his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. Mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Zen medicine. I'm an intuitive tantric Reiki healer. I'm neither formally trained nor educated in being a tantra or Reiki healer. I'm just pretty plugged into the universe, and this is my calling, for better or for worse. How people find me? Well, there's word of mouth and divine timing. Here's my story. Being intuitively gifted isn't all that is cracked up to be. There's plenty of stories and movies about how the gifted person bemoans their gifts, always wishing for a normal life. What the hell is normal anyway? I remember how I was once like them years ago, raising my fist in anger at the universe and cursing my fate, despising my intuitive abilities to see ghosts and spirits, being actually able to hold and touch a person's chakras, being able to read their energies and get a glimpse into their thoughts. Their lives. I went through all the same questions. Why the hell am I here? What the hell is my purpose? The woe is me shit got real old real quick. I can't remember specifically when it had turned around for me. When it just clicked in my head, clicked in my heart, that I've been thinking about it in totally the wrong way. While people moaned and groaned about why me, I was actually thinking, why not me? How did you get into this? Doing what you do, Z. Reader was sitting sideways on the chaise lounger, his bare long legs and feet planted on the floor. We were in one of Marla's oasis rooms. Being a talented home designer, Marla's office showcased her unique blend of nature and feng shui. She was also quite intuitive, and her gifts shone through her beautiful creations. Clients could see and feel her work products when they entered her office. But her pride and joy were the two oasis rooms that she had built out, both for her personal use as well as a product showcase. They were comfortable, quiet glass rooms, airy with plenty of natural light and greenery. To me, it was like being in a Japanese Zen garden. When Reader had first walked into the room, he was silent for long moments as he breathed in the fresh air, adjusting himself to the peaceful environment. He moved further into the quiet room and settled himself under a ray of sunshine that was beaming in from the high windows. He reminded me of a turtle basking under the sun, warming under its brilliant energy. I stayed silent. Respecting his need to acclimate to his surroundings because it really was a shock to the system. After being in the New York City streets and stepping into an oasis that was just a few feet away from each other, when I heard his deep exhale, 
I turned to him and found his eyes on me. Not a smack of sarcasm or skepticism that was typically his asshole M.O. And when I told him to take a shower and that clean towels and a bathrobe were in the bathroom, he obeyed without so much of a blink of an eye. After he had finished, he made himself comfortable in the chase lounge, quiet and curious. I looked at him, my head tilted. Why are you so docile, reader? You're actually wigging me out. His mouth curved into a half grin. We got off on the wrong foot, Z, he admitted ruefully, his eyes clear. I'm normally an asshole. I am a reporter, he reminded me, but I'm not too far up my own ass to admit when I'm wrong. That I'm not a fraud, I countered. How do you know when it was just one time, reader? Could have been a lucky guess you having toxic megacolon. I trust my gut, Z, he said simply. The energy behind that simple statement flowed over me like a warm, steady wave. His soft yellow aura was actually pretty lovely to see. Open, childlike, curious. I saw then the reason for his brilliant success as the renowned reporter for the Daily Seconds. Got to admire that about him. Admire it enough to soften my opinion down from asshole to something else. Not quite sure what yet. And, he continued, I'm an X-File. My mouth curved into a full smile as he tapped his chest as he admitted his truth, that he was an avid fan of the cultish TV show X-Files. I swear, if it wasn't for the fact that I could see and feel his energy, I'd have been absolutely convinced that he was shoveling shit that he thought I wanted to hear. Are you going to answer my question? He asked, his deep blue eyes unwavering. He saw that I actually forgot what it was, which prompted him to repeat it. How did you get into this, doing what you do? Are you interviewing me, reader? My eyes narrowed at him, wondering about his motive. Although he was open-minded and willing, I still wondered the why behind all of this. What was his endgame? He looked at me steadily for long, quiet moments. You don't trust people easily, do you? His mouth pursed lightly. Can't blame you seeing how I came on to you that first time. And what came out of his mouth next had mine dropping to the floor. I'm sorry about that, Z, he said in a low voice, his eyes steady on me. Not making excuses, but you don't know how many times people try to con me. I can count in one hand how many genuinely real people I've actually come across in my line of work. I bet, I said slowly. Thinking back at the dream that I had about him, he had appeared to me as a tiny scrappy terrier, and the symbolism was obvious. Fearless. Stubborn. Energetic. Loyal. I don't believe in coincidences, and I wondered why the universe sent this person into my life. But I've long learned to trust the unknown, and not wonder too much about the why. Is this your way of trying to get your money back, Reader? I asked as I winked at him. Cause it's not gonna happen. Damn, you're a hard nut. Reader snapped his fingers, a large smile on his face. It actually made him more human, more handsome. He was a good-looking man once you got over his asshole facade. Failed again, he said. Thinking about his question, I slowly began to answer. I've always been pretty intuitive since I can remember. But it wasn't until the last decade or so when I really got the hang of it. How did you learn to do this? He asked with genuine curiosity. It's not like a guidance counselor sat you down and said, Hey, how about sexual healing? I laughed at him. My spirit guides taught me. You have a spirit guide? He asked with surprise, his eyebrows rising. An actual ghost following you? He's not a ghost, I said as I caught Henry's golden light blinking in the corner of my eye. And we all have spirit guides. I don't, he responded as a matter of factly. 
Sure you do. I countered, just as matter-of-factly. How was I going to tell him that his spirit guide was petting Howard, my spirit dog, as we were speaking? His name was Sam, and he was rubbing Howard behind his golden ears. The way Reader was frowning at me told me that although he was an X-file, he still struggled to believe. You said you trust your gut, I said, breaking the silence that fell between us. Your gut is also your instinct, and it's also the way your spirit guides communicate with you. Believe it or not. Guides. Plural. His head slowly looked over his left shoulder before shifting to the right as if he was looking for something. You don't need to be scared, reader. I said reassuringly because the way his aura was shifting to a harder yellow hue, he wasn't ready to hear it. Just continue to trust your gut and follow your instincts. I shrugged. It's gotten you this far. This is a little too intense. He agreed as he took a deep breath and shook himself out of it. We're going to have to revisit this talk when I'm not buck naked and in a bathrobe. In that case, let's get started then. I said as I pointed at the soft, cushioned yoga mat laid out on the shaded, grassy area. After Reader had shed off his bathrobe, he laid out on the yoga mat, his long limbs relaxed. I had to give him credit again for not showing a trace of embarrassment with being only in his birthday suit. He was thin and trim, not as muscularly built as Keegan, but in a more lean, sinewy way. As he made himself comfortable, I took the opportunity to ground myself before throwing out my internal heart energy around us like a bubble, cleansing the air and acting like a barrier against negative energies. Tantra was always about self-healing of one's body. It's also about achieving enlightenment through the senses. With my unique twist of incorporating Reiki into it, it was cultivating the body's chakras, energy centers, into their optimal healthy state of being. Generally speaking, when the chakras are in their proper alignment, frequencies, colors, shapes, and sizes, the physical body is healthy and hearty. But more times than not, they'll be out of whack because of various reasons, one of them being stress, which is the reason why Tantra and Reiki are interchangeable to me. Because at the end of the day, it's all about energy work. If the chakras were out of alignment, the physical body would be impacted, which naturally included the ability to get it up or achieve and sustain a healthy orgasm. Reader was a quick study, and before long he was doing his heart breathing like a pro. Sitting on my heels beside him, I breathed in deeply and closed my eyes, turning inward into my heart. I opened my heart to the universe to channel in its white healing energy. From there, I let my heart energy flow into my body, a shimmering wave of energy rippling and tingling in its wake. Opening my third eye, I saw all seven of Reader's chakras. More often than not, I was used to seeing lackluster, misaligned, or misshaped chakras, but Reader were all quite healthy and hearty. In fact, they were brilliantly vivid and bold as if they were overheated. It explains a lot, actually. My mind recalled then the various escapades that were splashed across the local tabloids about him and his sexual flavors of the month. He was the poster child of live hard, play hard. He was literally a candle burning at both ends. I breathed in deeply once more and shifted up to my knees beside his waist, crossing my phantom hands over his vivid emerald green harsh chakra in his chest. I poured white healing energy into it. The energy moved like a fog, not unlike that of dry eyes, seeping into and over the delicate energy center. As it overflowed, I then spread my hands across the long length of his body, sending the white healing energy up to the crown of his head and all the way down to the tips of his toes. His energy body glowed pure white, and in a few moments, the energy dissipated as Reader's body had absorbed all of it. I watched as his brilliant and vibrant vibrantly lit chakras cool to their ideal temperature.
temperatures, their colors dimmer but no less vibrant and alive. Reader exhaled as if he had been underwater, as if he had been holding his breath. I watched as his chest began to rise and fall in a more normal, natural cadence. Moving over to his sacral chakra, which was a couple of inches below his belly button, I saw the results of his emergency surgery. Besides the actual physical scar that broke the skin, I saw the remnants of the scar within his still healing colon. The sacral chakra itself was still a vibrant red, albeit slightly ragged in its shape. Taking a deep breath, I laser-focused the white healing energy into the exterior scar before sending it into the internal scarring within the colon. I watched as the tissue knitted itself together into a more smoother line, fading from the puckered scars that they were. Sighing with satisfaction, I then moved to his penis. His lean body arched as I took his long cock into my phantom hands, watched as it hardened and stood at attention. I massaged and stroked it for long moments, and he moaned when I softly pinched the top of his cock, his body quivering and sweat breaking out across his skin. It wasn't about him reaching an orgasm right now. It was about him feeling and understanding that his body had the energy to self-heal and nurture him. I moved my hands to cup his balls, massaging them gently. I saw his aroused sexual energy flaring fiery red and glowing hot. It was quickly reaching its peak as he let out a groan, his hands fisting into the grass. But I pulled back my hands and the energy and watched as the fiery red heat cooled a few degrees. Reader, I said quietly, breaking the silence of the oasis, focus on the top of your head and keep it there. He grunted in response. Can you do that for me? Don't focus on your dick. Turn that focus to the top of your head for the next few minutes, alright? I got another grunt. Then I cupped his balls once more with my right phantom hand, my left one grasping his long, stiff cock, sliding my right hand down between his spread legs. His body jumped when I slid my middle phantom finger into his anus. Jesus Christ, he screamed. Yes! As I stroked the top side of his anus, the subtle pressure had him whimpering, his body starting to convulse underneath me. Instantly, I grabbed a dynamite red sexual energy with my left hand and flung my arm up towards his head, sending the energy up into his crown chakra. And as he came, his cock jerking, I switched hands, my left now holding his swollen dick, while my right hand grabbed the red energy and flung it down to his toes. An incredible amount of creamy white cum spurted all over my hands. When I took his his swollen cock with my actual hands. He pumped his lean hips as he peeked long and hard. A wild groan ripped out of him and after a few moments, he collapsed on the mat, soaked with sweat, quivering and gasping like a fish out of water. Releasing him, I covered his penis with a clean towel saying nothing, giving Reader time to come back to himself. Sitting back on my heels, I grabbed another clean towel to wipe my hands. After some time, Reader turned his head and looked at me. His deep blue eyes darkened from the aftermath. Is this the part where we spoon and I fall asleep? Under my steady gaze, he continued, just a suggestion, Z. Don't take it personally. Mm. He yawned deeply then. Oh my god. I'm so ready for a long smoke and a drink right now. Do you have any handy? He groaned again and sighed out heavily. What the hell did you do to me, Z? I'll be lucky if I can walk straight right now. G-spot orgasm, I answered before asking, how do you feel? He pushed himself into a sitting position, like I could sleep for a thousand years, I'm so fucking spent. He rubbed his eyes with his fisted hands. I think this is like the first time in my life that I've ever been this calm or relaxed, much less so physically spent, 
dick-wise. His hands fell away, and his gaze dropped down. What the fuck? He muttered as he slowly fingered the faded scar that ran down his lower abdomen. His deep blue eyes flew up, shocked and astonished, his mouth wide. He turned away then, his bare chest rising and falling rapidly. I didn't say anything, didn't really need to, as the wave of fear and residual trauma that he had still harbored washed over me. I watched as Sam, his spirit guide, wrapped his arms around his charge, bathing him in a pool of golden light. Watched as Howard, my golden spirit dog, padded up to the man and laid across his lap, his large paws hanging over his thighs. Rita looked back at me, his deep blue eyes wet but he was calmer, back into himself. Hands down, you no fucking joke, lady. Truce, he said as he held out his hand. Actually, I'd like us to be friends if you're down with that idea. I looked at him wordlessly, my eyes taking in Halbert and Sam, their golden eyes warm and loving on us. Henry, my own spirit guide, flickered in the corner of my eye, this sense of love flowing over me. I nodded, taking his large hands into mine. Truce. Status of the case of reader? A new friend. Music credit by Kogan Audio. Sound credit by zacksplat.com. Story created, written, and narrated by Z.E. Lian. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider supporting us by subscribing on Apple iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us and it is greatly appreciated. Follow the continuing story of Zen Medicine on medium.com. Medium.com.